to the debut of the punting monologue produced by Mint Sports and brought to you by Mint Bet. I am Ben Clifton and each week we'll be previewing a feature meeting from around the country depending on which meeting is really piquing the interest of the punters. For the next three weeks we'll be concentrating on uh, the Perth Carnival over there in WA. Obviously Railway Stakes Day this weekend from Ascot. Railway Stakes is obviously the highlight of the car but there's also the WA Guineas with Amelia's Jewel trying to Reclaim her reputation after a last start defeat. Let's get into it. Giddy up. Okay, let's just set the scene here for the punters. Let's have a look at the track and the way I think the Ascot track will race. Probably the best comparison for Ascot for Victorian punters is Caulfield. Very similar layout in that the 1200 metre races and below come out of a chute. It's quite a tight turn, but there's a decent enough straight there that all horses tend to get their chance. It is a really, really good. Uh, punting track so it is one to bet with confidence I just want to have a look at the last three meetings they've raced at Ascot and how the track raced and how we expect it to race this Saturday if we go back to the 5th of November the rail was out three meters this was probably of the most recent meetings this was probably the day that it raced the most even um, rail out three meters on a good four the last three races were won by leaders but in general you could sit come down anywhere in the straight and win. So I'm, I'm marking that down as a really even day on the 5th of November. Then we get to the midweek meeting on the 9th of November. The rail was out 14 metres on that occasion. Good four. It was very hard to lead this day. The inside section of the straight was completely off. They were getting five or six horses off in the straight. And you could sit wide coming around in the circle races and still win. So... That is a day, if you were looking at horses coming out of that meeting, that if they were caught on the inside, would be very forgiving, particularly if they had a, had a really good SP profile. So be forgiving of those horses. Then we come to the 12th of November. This was last Saturday's meeting. The rail out six metres, good four. The rail was off again, didn't, and he didn't want to be too far back. It seemed like the horses that were just in behind the leaders getting the softest run, peeling to the best section of the track, getting that first use of the best section of the track were the most successful. So um, once again, I'll be forgiving of horses um, who were stuck on the inside and probably too far back as well. Now we get to this week's meeting. Um, back to the rails, back to the true on this occasion. There is a little bit of rain around on Friday, but this inside ground should be pretty fresh given the rail movements of the last three meetings. I'm expecting... If we don't get too much rain on the day of the race, the inside should be okay and every every horse should get their chance. I think they've really set up this track to peak during this carnival and they've get, they didn't have midweek racing on Wednesday, so to get it ready. So I think given the way the rails movement, as long as we don't get rain on the day, I think it'll race pretty fair. If we do get rain on the day, I think they'll get off the rail and try to find some better ground out wide. But I think we can go into this meeting feeling pretty confident. Giddy up, all right, let's have a look at race one and what a hunk of shit this race is. Uh, 12 starters, 10 of them haven't had a run. 
it's just never ever going to be a betting race for me in that there's just not enough exposed form there to, to have a firm opinion we'll have a quick look at the market uh platinum shot is the shortest of the first starters for willie pike and daniel and ben pierce at five dollars and of the of the race brigade there's only two of them i'm on is the shortest at five dollars obviously coming out of that brave halo race uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, whereas beaten five and a half lengths there wasn't any real market support for it on that occasion and what we see with these markets with a lot of first starters and and only a couple who've had a run those couple who've had a run should remain solid in the market particularly because they are coming out of a good ranking race no matter how far they've been beaten but i think this is a race where you can sit back just watch on have a look at the way the track is racing See where they're getting in a straight. Uh, if they're coming off the rails, you might have to start looking at horses who are going to be in that position later in the day. But this is definitely a cup of coffee race. Get me up! Okay, we head to race two now. 2200 metre restricted race. And let's have a look at the market. Truly inspired, completely dominates at $2.40 for Adam Durant and Willie Pike. Second in the market is Kulth at $6.50 for the McAvoy camp over from Victoria. Then we head out to Strike now on the back up at $9 and Zadar Rock at $8.50, probably the likely leader in the race, but uh, market completely is in the in the direction of truly inspired. All right, let's have a look at the map. There is a lot of speed in this race, uh, considering it's a 2200 meter race. I think Devonia will go forward, Fields Danish will go forward, Zadar Rock. Uh, likes the lead as well. It'll come across from a wide gate. Butterly Lad will go forward, as will Aragain. I think this is going to be a really, a really testing tempo for a lot of these horses. And you'd be looking for the horse who's looking for this 2,200 metres, maybe down in the weight. But a horse that's just going to be really strong through a line. You don't want to be backing any horses that you know are, are trying to get to this trip for the first time or don't have... The, the setup, don't have the base, don't have the, enough runs this campaign to, to have the fitness levels to compete uh, when uh, on such a strong, strong tempo. All right, let's have a look at the favourite. This is, there's no doubt this deserves to be favoured, truly inspired, obviously. Willie Pike coming back to WA. Um, 1,800 metres last start at Ascot. In a, it was only a midweek race at Class 1, but it really won easily, $1.45. Didn't beat much, carried 60 kilos, but... They went out really hard in this race, ran well inside standard time. It just powered through the line. Drops four and a half kilos here. Gets the speed at once in that there's going to be a lot of tempo up in front. It is the horse with a lot of scope with with, with, with sort of more bigger targets down the track and somewhere to go. Whereas whereas a lot of the other horses, this is their level. They don't have, they don't have bigger fish to fry than this. So um, truly inspired, deserving favourite. Of the rest of them, I just want to... Kulth is probably the other horse that I'm interested in just because it's got the different form line coming out of reasonably strong races at Flemington, Balaclava. Um, just stronger races than this. Gets a really good map from Barrier 2. Baron Vorster, a very good South Australian jockey. Um, this is the horse that I think is a legitimate danger to the favourite. And I'll get to the, uh, how I'm going to play this race in terms of betting strategy, but... This is definitely a horse that interests me. Different form line against a lot of horses who keep running against each other. And I'll just touch on the other two who are in single figures in the market. Strike now, this is a horse who hasn't won beyond 1,500 metres. Goes from 1,600 metres to 2,200 metres on the backup. Just not the setup that I like. Um, so I'm completely gapping strike now. Um, $9 in the market, I'm not expected to 
jump $12 plus. And the other horse who I'm completely against is Zadar Rock, number four. $8.50 as we speak. Got an absolute picnic in front last start uh, when it started $7 in the Apprentices Cup. Over a similar distance here, 2,100 metres it was. Um, but as we mentioned when we talked about the tempo on the race, so much more tempo on the race. It's just not going to get that soft lead. Um, so I'm completely against Zadar Rock as well. So in terms of the way I'm going to uh, play this race and the way I'm going to bet, Truly Inspired is clearly the one I want to back. $2.40 is probably a reasonable price at the moment. You, you pay a little bit of a premium with Willie Pike. Um, but I think the setup for it, the way that it's improving through with its ratings, improving every start, two runs at 1,800 metres, up to 2,200 metres, dropping in weight, really good setup uh, to win this race. And as I mentioned, Corf, I'm backing both of these horses. I don't, I'm not afraid to back two horses, in, and particularly because I'm gapping the other two in the market in strike now, and Zayda Rock, I'm not even considering them as winning chances. I'm backing Truly Inspired and saving on Corf. Get here! All right. All right, let's have a look at race three at Ascot 1000 metre race, benchmark 72 plus handicap. I quite like this race as a betting proposition. There's... I think the, the favourite's quite uh, weak in the market, uh, taking up a little bit of percentage. But let's have a look at the market. Uh, Fly Missile, the favourite I talked about, $4.20. I think, given it, it's probably better over a little bit more ground, I think it's the weakness in the market. Uh, Lexington City, probably one of the likely leaders in the race at $5. And we get out to Acromantula at $6. Beads, Cash Away and Pixie Chicks are the other three under, under double figures. Uh, in the market, we'll have a look at the map. Uh, I mentioned Lexington City is likely to push forward. Olga Luisa is also likely to push forward from the wider gate. Acromantula from Barrier 3 should either be just in behind or, or maybe outside Lexington City. There's going to be good tempo in this race, so uh, you don't want any horses that are a little bit weak in terms of fitness. I think Cashaway maps really well just in behind them. Flying Missile will be trying to push up from that inside gate. The two horses I'm interested in, I think Acromantula is definitely a bet in this race. I think ran, uh, let him up last start. Uh, was beaten by a really nice horse in Sniparucci. Really solid in the market on this occasion. Started $5, um, fitter for the run. Great record at the track and distances. Ticked so many boxes, drawn a really low gate so they can decide whether they lead or whether they take a sit, sit outside the There's a few options for Joey as a party on Acromature, $6. I expect it to be really solid in the market. And the other horse I'll be backing in this race is Cash Away. I know it doesn't have any Ascot form, and its best form is at Belmont, but what I really like is the map here. I think it, it gets all favours. Uh, there should be a little bit of tempo up in front, just sitting behind him. Uh, real good little turn of foot horse that is getting down in the weights. Good first up record. Genuine 1,000 metre horse as well, which I really like. So cash weight, looking at the market though, $6.50. I don't expect there to be a real market push for this horse. I don't think there's enough factors in its favour to suggest it's going to start any shorter than the current quote. Um, but I, just, I do think uh, you can back this horse on the drift uh, off the 77-day break. I just want to touch on the favourite flying missile. I do think it's a weak favourite, resuming after winning over 1,400 metres at Belmont. Uh, I think it'll be better suited over a little bit more ground, and I think $4.20, paying a bit of a premium there. And the other horse legs in the city, I'm guessing. I just don't think the form line is coming through is quite as strong as what Acromantula 
he's coming through, so I'm willing to risk it. It does drop in weight, but it's not a turn of foot horse. It's a lead. I don't think it will have any impact on his performance. So I'm moving away from Lexington City and more towards Acromanchula. And then publishing. <laughs> Giddy up again. Let's have a look at race four at Ascot now. Um, benchmark 66 plus handicap, 1,400 metres. And let's have a quick look at the market because I want to get to this horse that I think is a really good bet on the day. Zafira is the favourite at $4. Already been backed in early markets in from $4.40 with the Blinkers first time. The other two horses in single figures in the market, Written Matter are currently at $4.40 and Al Safina at $5 off that little break for Willie Pike. Quick look at the speed map before we get to my selections. Written Matter and Special View should roll forward. There's a little bit of speed from the outside. I think it'll be a good, solid tempo. Um, not too strong, but solid enough that every horse should get their chance. Zafir is the horse I'm with. Barrier one here, I think that is the key. Blinker's first time is the key. Just first up at Ascot, over 1,200 metres, drew sort of a middle to outside gate. They were negative from the gate. Just never really got into the race. It just it just stunk to me that it was a, it was a prep race for, for a race further down the track, and I think it was much better suited here. I think also the key for that run is it started $2.15, rock solid in the market, up to 1,400 metres, sit a little bit closer from that inside gate, uh, get a split at the top of straight. They won't see which way it went. I think it's a really nice horse, Safira. So um, going to be backing her. Just I just want to touch on the two other horses in the market. Um, I'm against them, obviously, because I'm with the favourite. Uh, Al-Safina is off 56 days. I, I just don't... It's just hard for a horse to peak off that sort of off that sort of break. Nice enough horse. Form at Ascot, form at Belmont. No negatives there. Just, I think, that that break is the key there. Pikey going on is obviously a positive, but I think it'll go back from that middle to wide gate. Um, and I think Zafira will have some map. Um, positives over it. Uh, and the other horse in the market, Ridden Matters. No doubting this horse has improved since being ridden close to the speed uh, this time in. $14 and $8.50 it started on that occasion. Goes to 1,400 metres, uh, which it's never won at. Look, it's going well. I just think Zafira is going to be camped on his back and have a little bit too, too much class for it. So if you can't tell, I'm all in on Zafira. I think it looks a good bet on the day. Giddy up. Race five is probably one of the highlights of the card for mine. Um, really good quality listed 1200 meter race, a Jungle Mist Classic. Let's have a quick look at the market. He's dominated by two horses who I think are worthy of that position in the market. Super Ricci, $2.30. Baby Paris, $3.70. Angelic Miss, $9.00. And Bazoom, $9.00. Um, the rest are completely out the gate. So this market is dominated by the top two in the market. Let's have a look at the speed map. This is key to this race, I think. There's not a lot of speed other than the top two on the market. Sniparucci, I expect it to lead, particularly going up to 1,200 metres. I think it'll have too much speed for him to get to the front. I think Baby Paris will be the one who goes and either sits outside it or sits in behind it. They'll definitely push forward from that from that nice gate. I think you know there's, there is a chance it just sits outside. Sniparucci and they dominate the race. And the only other horse I can see Pushing forward is probably number four, Express Time, but I'm not sure how well she's going. The rest of them like to get back, so I think this is a race that's going to be dominated by these up in the speed. Sniparucci obviously ran really good time, first up beating Acromanchula. 
sitting outside the lead on that occasion over a thousand meters goes up to 1200 meters um that first up run at the thousand should be a really good grounding for this 1200 expected to lead on its own uh, really solid SP profile. A horse who's really building a, a nice record. I can't see many faults with this horse. Maybe if you want to be critical, you could have another run at 1,000 metres up to 1,200, but this record at 1,200 metres is pretty strong. So no real worry there. I think it's definitely the one to beat. And Baby Paris is the three-year-old against the older horses here, which I generally like, but it has struck a, a good older horse in Snooperucci. Uh, obviously went really well first up. Uh, at Ascot when it will start two dollars fifty on that occasion. Another horse that sat outside the lead and proved too strong. Uh, struggled to break standard on that occasion. They did go out slow, so it can be forgiving of that, but I think it'd be suited up to twelve hundred metres. But I just don't know if she has the class of what Snipperucci does, but she she does have a second to Amelia's jewel at this track and distance, so um, does have a little something about it. I think they are the two clear in the market. I'm signing with Snipper Rucci. Baby Paris, I'll let go just because I'll be taking up too much percentage in the market and I'm completely gapping the rest. I think this is a two-horse race and I'll be interested to see how it unfolds. Who's Joseph Cotton? <laughs> Giddy up. Okay, race six. Another listed race over 1,400 metres. Interesting market here. We got devoted as a favourite at $3.10. Billy ain't silly off a really long break at $8.50. Minx moment with a change of camp at $8.50. Comes a time, $9.00. And let's gallivant at $9.50 as well. Quick look at the speed map. Um, looks a solid enough tempo. Billy ain't silly from that inside gate should go forward. Let's gallivant should go forward. Bruce Almighty also. Just be looking for a horse to tuck in behind that to get the, get the nice one. Get out to the middle of the track. I think this favourite is a good lay devoted. I couldn't, can't possibly see how you can justify getting it as short as three dollars. Obviously, it's got a good SP profile, but its form at Ascot is completely putrid. Um, that race last start, really, they ran ordinary time. They didn't go out very quick. They didn't come home very well. Um, I'm completely against that form line. I think it's a good lay at uh, three dollars, three dollars ten devoted. Six starts of the track, yet to win all its forms at Belmont. Uh, I'm looking around that horse. The horse I came up with was Mince Moment. Change of camp here, which worries me a little bit, but it's only off 18 days, so hopefully it's still got a bit of the Chris Waller polish. Last start during the Flemington Carnival behind a good horse in Detonator Jack started $5. It had a nice running transit. They hooked it out at the straight, just as wheels span. I don't think it handled the wet track. Back on a firmer surface should really help. And just that alternate form line, I'm really putting a line through that the form line that a lot of these horses are coming out of that, that RJ Peters Group 3 from last week. Um, I think it's weak. The, the the benefit those horses do have is that they're on the backup, but they are, they're also dropping in distance. I think, uh, I think I'm prepared to look outside that race in the RJ Peters. So, minced moment for mine. I think it's a good value chance, about the $9 chance. Um, Price, uh, you can back that each way, and I think you get a run for your money, money with, a, with a really good map from a nice gate. Giddy up. All right, race seven, the WA Guineas. This is where the real stuff starts. This is a good quality race, couple of boom horses in it, and um, really good betting races. There's going to be a lot of opinions on this race, and we'll find out who's right in, in a couple of days' time. Um, 
let's go through the market firstly. This won't take long as it's dominated by the first three in the market. Amelia's Jewel at two dollars fifteen, Buster at four dollars twenty, all the King's Men at seven dollars fifty. Quick look at the speed map. I've got a lot of speed in this race. I've got um, particularly from the wide gates. Got Man Crush, Santoria, and Snowdome coming across from the wide gate. All the King's Men. He's got a nice gate, but there's a little bit of speed on its inside. They need to find a spot from that from that barrier six. I expect Bustler to get back probably midfield, the worst of midfield, and Amelia's Jewel probably just behind it um, if they don't decide to ride it a little bit warmer from that nicer gate. Start with Amelia's Jewel. Obviously, absolute boom horse. Uh, if you talk to anyone before that last run, they said they thought she could come over to it the Eastern States and win whatever she wanted. Then her colours got lowered a little bit. They did go out hard in that race and she kept coming to the line without absolutely savaging. But um, that race did rate really well. Started $1.45 on that occasion. You know, I'm sticking with her. I think the Phillies are definitely better than the Colts. I don't think she's necessarily looking for 1,600 metres. You find a lot of trainers keep trying to push horses up in distance just because they get back horses. Some horses just like to get back in the shorter races and, and come home. So I'm not completely convinced 1,600 metres is her go, but you know maybe maybe I have egg on my face on Saturday and she just completely savages the line and runs through it. But you know, I think there's no doubt she's the one to beat. Currently $2.15. I don't think you can get much better than that. There's no sort of real push for any other horse and just the fact with their SP profile... Um, the big syndicates aren't going to let her go around any bigger than that price. Then we go out to Bustler. This is a, this is a nice horse, obviously unbeaten. That race where it beat all the King's men um, started $2.40 on that occasion. It, it rated um, okay. It rated just about bang on standard. I just think these Colts are sort of a little bit more even than what the Phillies A saw in Amelia's Jewel Road. Jules race last day, although she got beaten, there was a good margin of third. I think they cleared out. I'm siding with the Phillies here. Buster, $4.20 at the moment. I expect it to be, get a little bit softer in the market. Um, this is definitely as, as tough as toughest test to date. And all the King's Men, $7.50, coming out of the same form line as um, Bustler, and I'm just I'm against that form line. So I'm all in on... Amelia's jewel. I think she probably gets closer to that odds on quote as we get closer to the jump and um, you know, I'd probably be locking in that two dollars fifteen at the moment. She's the one to beat. I think she'll restore her reputation on set that. And then publishing. <laughs> Giddy up again. Alright, let's have a look at race eight. The railway stakes, a two million dollar railway stakes, lot of prize money, but they've probably failed to attract the um, Eastern Coast horses, which they would have expected for a Prize money uh, that big, but nonetheless, a really competitive field. $4.20 the field. Let's just have a look at the market while I'm talking about it. Alaskan God is the favourite at $4.20. The old sparring partner, Tricks of the Trade, at $5. Then we get out to Carly's Karma, $7.50. They're the only three in single figures. And Treasured Star, Ironclad at $10. And then Yonkers out at $15. So as you can see, very wide open market. Um, can definitely back multiple horses in a, in a market of this shape. Let's have a look at the speed map. Plenty of speed in this race. I think initially when I was working through the speed map, I'm thinking, geez, there's not a lot of speed on the inside, but the further you got out in terms of barriers, the more speed there was. So expect the speed to come from the outside. High pressure group one, expect them to roll along and 
you know, I think that is key to this race because the two main horses in the market need that speed on because their horses are probably looking for a little bit further. Um, let's go through a couple of the horses that I talk about. Alaskan God, we'll start with him. He's the favourite at $4.20, obviously won the WA Derby uh, last preparation. First up in the Asian Bow, $4.20 out to $6, but it was a complete bowl around. Drew wide on that occasion. Chris Parham just snagged it out the back. That wasn't the target race. Obviously, they want to peak it for the railway and for the Kingston Town in a couple of weeks' time. So, good setup here. Expected to probably be a little bit more positive. They will have to be in the second half of the field, but I think Chris Parham will try and get a three-way, three-wide trail. You know, just worse than midfield, so they can make a run uh, at the top of the straight. Four dollars twenty at the moment. It's probably about right. You know, there's probably a few negatives in terms of how far it's going to get back, but it's on the minimum. It's best horse in the race. Is it a betting proposition? Look, it probably is. I'll get to my selections later on, but um, you know, very solid SP profile. It is. It is the benchmark, but you know, you, you're gonna have you're gonna be have some scary moments uh, at the four hundred when you you're wanting to see him run into the race. Let's go to the the next horse in the market, Tricks of the Trade. Obviously, got a really good competition with Alaskan God, Old Sparring Partners from the WA Derby. Tricks of the Trade did have the SP profile over it on that occasion. Obviously, didn't work out for it. It's had the extra run in this time. Uh, resumed first up in a rating 72 plus. Got the job done uh, with 61 kilos. Dropped in weight into the Asian Bow, the same race that Alaskan God came out of. And... Um, was really solid in the market here, $5 into $4. Alaskan God obviously has had one less run than it. I would just love to see a jockey on this horse. I don't think there's much ability-wise between Alaskan God and Tricks of the Trade, but Troy Turner goes at 9%. He's not one of the top jockeys and would have loved for an Eastern an eastern Seaboard jockey to come over and take this horse to the next level, which I think it has got another level in it, but it, the jockeys are so important. You know, this is a live chance. I think he will. He will challenge for favouritism. There won't be much between Alaskan God and Tricks of the Trade. But um, I think Tricks of the Trade is probably going to be better suited with that slightly inside barrier. More chance of getting cover, but we're still with a chance to get out into the best part of the track, which we think it will be by this time of the day. So Tricks of the Trade, $5. I think Alaskan God, $4.20. I think they come a little bit further together. And, you know, they are definitely the benchmark for for this field and, and deserving of the first and second favouritism. I think the main query with both of them is, are they looking for that 1,800 metres of, of the Kingston Town in a couple of weeks? But um, no doubt that they're well-placed on the minimum here. And I think the other... I'll, the next horse I want to get to is Carly's Karma. Um, this is the alternate form line. This comes out of the lead steer behind Massimo, ran second on that occasion. And you know, there's a few positives with this horse. Coming out of the lead steer, that went inside standard time, good race. Maps to get a nice run, drops four kilos on its last run. Probably lacks a little bit of class of the top two in the market, Alaskan God and Tricks of the Trade. And that's what stopped me from tipping this horse. I'm thinking, oh, tick so many boxes. Maps really well um, on the minimum, and probably the biggest query, 1,600 metres, lacks a bit of the class in the top two. I expect this horse to get a nice run in behind him, probably hit the lead at some point, but then then you have got to hold off two good horses like Alaskan God and Tricks of the Trade, and I just don't think she has the class to be doing it. She just didn't have the ratings, particularly from last campaign. She's grown a leg this campaign, but hard to be diving into it. 
$7.50 about Carly's Karma when you could have taken $6.50 in a much inferior race two starts back. No doubt she's improved, but I don't think she's improved enough to be a Group 1 winner here. And you know, $7.50, I think that's tight enough, despite there's a few positives in her camp. Outside of those two, Yonkers is probably the interesting runner for Chris Waller. Three runs of 2,000 metres, back to 1,600 metres, any other trainer, and he is putting a complete line through it. But he has done it with success in races like the Epsom Handicap and things like that. But Yonkers expected to push forward from that middle gate. But, you know, I'm thinking this horse might be better suited in a couple of weeks' time in the Kingston town. And probably the other horse worth, worth mentioning is Ironclad. Coming out of that Cranbourne Cup, which they went really fast on that occasion, ran fourth. It's $10 here. I think that's tight. It is on the backup, having to travel across the country on the backup. That's a huge ask. I tell you what, though, they should. the winner of that Cranbourne Cup, should, Uncle Bryn, should be over here, and it'd be clear favourite in this race for mine. But anyway, let's get to the selections. I'm back in, two, I'm back in the two favourites here. I think they've got a clear class edge, Alaskan God, and Tricks of Trade. And just particularly the way this market is shaped up in terms of of how spread out it is. You can take $4.20 and $5 about these horses and still make a book out of it. So sticking with the favourite Alaskan Guide and Tricks of the Trade and I'm completely against Carly's Karma. I don't think she has the class to win this race. Giddy up. Race 9 at Ascot. And I've got the queue in the rack at this stage. This is too hard for mine. Um, let's have a look at the market quickly. Um, Crescent City, $4.20. Above the peg, $4.80. Big screen, $7.50, and try for us at $7.50 as well. I had a look at the favourite. I think it is a weakness in the market, but then I couldn't find anything I really wanted to back around it. You know, it's, eight, it's 1,900 back to 1,600 metres. Um, Pikey goes on board for McGrady, which is obviously a good jockey change, but it's three from 26. I just don't like the setup here. Couldn't possibly die, be diving into the $4, even though I know every punter in Australia will be on Pikey in the last of the day. Um, I've got the queue on the rack here, and um, I think there's better bets earlier in the card. Giddy up. All right, we're all done for Mascot. I think it's going to be a great day of racing. I just hope that rain holds off uh, a little bit on Saturday morning. Let's just go through my plays of the day. I think uh, it is a really good betting day, particularly if that rain holds off. Uh, we start in race two, number nine, truly inspired. Definitely backing it with Pikey on board. I think it really, at Savage the line last start, is up in grade, but I think it's got a lot more scope than a lot of these horses. But in that race, I also want to back Coulth as well. I think um, it's got the different form line and uh, um, gap in the rest. So those two in race two. Race three, another good betting race here. Wide open, flat market. Uh, happy to back two horses again, going with Acromantula, number two. I think it uh, probably leads from that inside gate. Uh, be hard to run down. And the other horse I want to back is Cash Away, $6 as well. I think it's a really good map in behind the speed. Gives it a chance to finish off. Got, it's got something, something about it. Good turn of foot horse uh, near the minimum. So happy to back Cash Away as well. Race four. This is where my best of the day comes in. Zafira. Um, bit of a bowl around last start. Blinkers first time. Jordan inside gate. Expecting to ride a lot more positively. Uh, awfully hard to beat. We roll to race five. Another good bet here. I think Simperucci will beat Baby Paris. I think Simperucci will go to the lead. Barry, Baby Paris will sit outside of. Uh, I think they'll gap the rest, but I'm with Simperucci in that race. Race six, I'm completely against Devoted. Couldn't possibly back it out of that race. Um, I think there's plenty of negatives with that horse. I'm with Mince Momi. If he can um, hold its form with the, the, the 
change of camp. Just needs a firm enough surface. Uh, it's that each way odds backing it. I am with Amelia's Julie Race 7. Don't necessarily want to be diving in too short, but I think it'll be rock solid in the market. I don't think the big syndicates will let it uh, drift, uh, given that it's SP profile and the ratings it's done in the past. Um, they'll be forgiving of that last start failure. Where it didn't go too bad, but just didn't get didn't go as well as it done had previously. Race 8, the railway. Look, I'm with the two favourites here. I know there's no prizes for for finding them in their Alaskan Golden Tricks of the Trade, but I think they've got a class edge on a lot of these horses. They're on the minimum, should get the tempo to suit, expect them to come down the middle and separate themselves from the rest of the field. And race nine, as I mentioned, I'm sitting out of. That was the punter's monologue for Ascot on Saturday. We'll be back next week to cover the Ascot card uh, and the winter bottom. Come on,